Welcome back. It's Olivia Dope. And it's Blue, baby. And we're back with a brand new episode of Blue Dope. Yo, this is episode 15, and we're just trying to be on top for like, you know, 27 summers. I mean, we have an epic episode today with a true, true legend in the game. Listen, if you know, you know. Look, we're not going to prolong the intro this time. I mean, the name and the works speak for themselves. Yep, yep. Hip-hop royalty was definitely in the building. We had to set the scene. Studio on camera for the one and only. (laughs) Mr. Johnny Nunes. Hip-hop's eye on the scene. A celebrity photographer, Maven. Johnny Nunes, y'all. What's up? What's up, y'all? It's Blue Dope. dope. Hey. And we're live. We're live in studio. In studio. Well, here's the thing. I hate Zoom. I, I hate it. Know. I hate it. I hate it. I've been like trying to tell like the whole team. Like, I hate it. I can't. I can't. Like, I try my best to, you know, in conversation, whatever. Because we have to do what we have to do. But at the same time, we have to make sure we are safe as mm-hmm. possible. And this is our first time actually in studio trying to acclimate back into the real world and outside and stuff so it's good to be here into the vibes and and, and people really wanted to see you they did (laughs) they're like yo we we want to see olivia where she at we want to see her face Mm -hmm. because it's because the whole thing with the audio podcast like audio podcasts are cool but we're in the digital age everybody wants to see the facial expressions the reactions get Get a, get a, a gist of the interactions, the the body language. They they want to see it all. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we're here. And since we were going visual, we figured we would start off with someone who's in the visual arts, right? Well known in the visual arts. Well, that's it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Johnny Nunes. How you feeling, man? Yes. Thank you very much for bringing me on your show. Yeah. I feel great. You know, that's what's up, so, man. Thank you, thank you. So I mean, I'm gonna start things out on a really high note. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a, a gentleman, a master poet named Nas. Yes. Had, had a beautiful album out in these streets called King's Disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a track. Grammy award winning. Gram, Gram, yeah, Grammy yeah. album. We have to mention Congratulations that. Congratulations to Nas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got a track called 27 Summers. Yeah. And with the storyteller that he is, one of the greatest storytellers we've ever seen, he's painting a picture for us in that song, right? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about having his cigar, his champagne. He's on Governor's Island, right? Mm-hmm. Premiering pictures with my man's De Niro, mm-hmm. Light Flex, <laughs> and Johnny Nunez got all the pictures. Yeah, man. And the crazy part about it to me is that I think the average hip hop listener they're gonna hear that, and some of them might skip. They might not even understand how heavy that line is. Mm-hmm. But when you think about someone like a Robert De Niro mm-hmm. and someone like a Nas, and them being on those two different, two different, completely different paths. Mm-hmm. And for them to be together, there's only one person mm-hmm. in the industry that you could think of that would capture that moment of mm-hmm. these two different people. And that's Mr. Johnny Nunes mm-hmm. right yeah. here. So thank you. Thank you. We celebrate you. Oh, yes. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Just to let you know, um, when uh, Nas had his documentary, it, it debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival, which yes. uh, Robert De Niro is one of the founders. Right. And it was it was like, it was a movie. You know, the, the theater that they used down and the Tribeca area was was immense. It was like probably a university's uh, auditorium, but every seat was filled with all the stars of hip hop. Wow! And just as they were getting ready to uh, go into the speech and uh, talk to the producers, uh, Eric Parker and 09, Nas went to the left of the stage, and Robert De Niro went to the left of the stage. 
And just as they were going there, the door was starting to close. And I was just like, wait a minute, I need to get a shot. I need to get a shot. And they're like, oh, it's Nunez. Let him in. Let him in. <laughs> and I got back there and I was able to get mm. Robert De Niro and Nas talking and just got the shot. Moment. You know? But I didn't know Nas remembered that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that was pretty cool. And the other thing about it was um, I literally snuck into Nelson Mandela's birthday party, his 85th birthday party. And... um. While I was en route to the birthday party, um, I'll just start from the beginning, not to cut off what of you were course, saying, but this is just a rapid. No, interview. this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. We, have so, to, we have to. Yeah, so Damon Dash was taking me everywhere around the world with Naomi Campbell. And uh, Damon tells me while we were in Paris, guess what? I'm like, what's up? On our next flight to Europe, we're going to go from Europe to Africa. So just get ready. I'm like, what? I have to go get a suit. So I go back to Harlem. <laughs> I get a suit. Next thing you know, the G4 is getting fueled up. Mm. We go fly to uh, Africa for Nelson Mandela's 85th birthday. And at the time, I was Naomi Campbell's personal photographer as well. Crazy. And so just as I'm like getting ready, looking at the suit on the bed, knocked on the door. And Dame's like, Johnny, I got a little bad news. I'm like, what's up, Dame? He's like, uh, Naomi wants to take her niece. And uh, your ticket would have been that ticket. So I'm sorry to say, you just chill out in the hotel, hang out. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Yeah. I live in Harlem, so I'm a a Harlem boy now. There's no way I came this far to South Africa to do what needs to be done. He says, so what do you want to do, Johnny? And I'm like, Dane, just let me drive with you guys. Mm. And there was, uh, but John, we ain't like, in New York where you could take the train, you know, you know how long these rides have been. And by the way, if you haven't been to South Africa, back then, and it's probably maybe the same way, there's only one light for every so many miles. And you're talking about animals, you're talking about like there's still it's 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 modernized, it's a it's a, a city, but it's still um roads that might not be you know, with no light in the dark. Yeah, we yeah. talking about animals, tigers, bears, with no mind. Right. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, it doesn't matter. I want to do it. So as I get in the car, there goes Robert De Niro sitting next to me. Wow. And then there's Dame Dash. So I literally traveled uh, for a while with Robert De Niro and Patty LaBelle, Dame Dash, and Naomi Campbell, all on G4s. Wow. wow. So I won't go further because it's, it's a good story, but <laughs> I want to stick to what you're doing. Nah, but like, what happened with the party? Because the the whole setup of you trying to get into this party, oh, oh, so that's yeah. like, so we, that's a very, first of so, all, that's so, a very Brooklyn-like yeah. finesse so, thing to so, do. So I said, nah, yeah. I came all this way. Yeah, 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 we going to yeah. finesse something so, in this situation so, to make sure so, it happens. So, so basically, um, I stayed in the far left. And, um, you know, the first checkpoint, if, if you ever met Naomi Campbell, number one, she's a gangster. Number two, she's so dope. If you... If you really, if you really become a friend and she loves you or she trusts you, she'll hold you down. Yeah. Mm. She's numerous times. That's another story. So when we got to the first military checkpoint, she took the tickets and she spread them like a fan. Okay. And she waited. We don't have time. I have to go see my uncle. <laughs> right. And right. by doing That's the shaky right. shaky, yeah. they were just like, all right, let her go, let her go. And we got to the second checkpoint. I, like I was like, that. Oh, there was we multiple the second, checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Nelson Mandela joint. The right. second checkpoint, um, I forgot what happened. The second checkpoint, they were like looking for bombs under the car with a little wow. mirror. 
And Naomi Campbell was like, yo, listen, I don't have time for this. I got to get to the birthday party. My uncle wants me there. Da, da, right. da, da. You guys are wasting my time. So when that occurred, um, I was like, oh, God, it, it worked again. Sorry, yeah. am I talking about So when we got to the third checkpoint, the guy with the AK-47 was like, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you know. From this point, everybody get out the car. Wow. Now, Damn. you got to walk. So I'll never forget, Damon Dash looked at me and said, sorry, Johnny, I, I tried to tell you. Wow. I was like, yo, Damon, I was like, look, 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 just do me a favor. When you're ready to slam the door, just nod your head, you know? So Naomi got out the car with her niece, Robert De Niro, it was following Dane, and I just stood there right behind the driver. And just when he went like this, I opened up my left door and slammed it around the same time he did. There were like there was high grass, like high bushes. Uh-huh. So I just jumped into the high grass. <laughs> and now the driver drove this way and all the barking dogs that looked malnourished, they're barking and and the, and the, all the attention is to Naomi, <laughs> Naomi and, like, and 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 Dame and them. Right. And so as they're going this way, I'm I'm going further into the deep grass, into the grass. as the car is blocking me. So, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm not perfect, but I said, God, you know, when I jump over this fence, because there was a fence Protect there, me. and I heard African drums, I said, <laughs> I don't know what's on the other side, but Lord, when I jump over this fence, in the name of Jesus, please, Lord, let me let yes. me fall somewhere safe, you know, yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I did a little roll alley-oop, and when I jumped and I landed, I landed in like an African drum pit. They were playing drums. <laughs> so I was like... And you got the camera in your hand, like, yeah, but, but, I, but not only do I got the camera in my hand, I'm just like this, like, oh, shoot, nobody saw that, you know? I'm here. And Sir Richard Granson, the owner, former owner of Virgin uh, Airlines. And yeah. uh, Top Shop. yes. I didn't know that. I used to work at Top oh, okay. Shop, and he came to Top Shop oh, yeah. so, in Soho. Yeah. So he, um, the night prior, uh, Winnie Mandela had thrown a party, so I was partying with him, a few actors just chilling with them and we got to talk and and bono the lead singer of youtube mm-hmm. so bono as i stood it. there he was like johnny come on boy so i'm like oh shoot so richard Grant <laughs> call me so i'm like, excuse me excuse me excuse me and so i got the shots off of mm-hmm. naomi campbell damon dash mm-hmm. uh nelson mandela his wife wow. and i got him i got bono i got and then after that i put the camera away went went with the entourage right into the house nice. chill but then all of a sudden i started seeing a photographer and security talking to their wrists. I was Uh-oh. like, oh. Uh-oh. I'm like, you know what? I got my pictures. I think good. I'm good. Yeah. And I walked all the way back to the hotel. If wow. you go, if you type in, is your, is your internet working? I don't know. If you type in, uh, go to your, your, your search engine, mm-hmm. yeah. type in Johnny Nunez, Nelson Mandela, 85th birthday. See what you see. Nelson Mandela. I'm Anna, a transgender woman. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgenda. Join Anna as she chronicles her transition and Cam as he learns how to be a supportive parent. This podcast is about embracing differences and finding common ground. It's a roller coaster of emotions, laughter, and genuine connection. Tune in to new episodes of The Transgenda bi-weekly. Subscribe and listen to The Transgenda on your favorite podcast platform. Love you all, except the bigots.
I'm gonna beat you dope. Hold on, let me see. Mm-hmm. You probably see, are. Faster. The Casamigos is him. I see him. Not sponsored by Johnny Nunes. I see it. Pictures. Ooh, wow. Naomi. Bono. Bill Clinton and all them. Naomi looks crazy. So that's crazy. my little... If you're little listening story. right now, definitely Google this. And yeah, this is... Shout out to Getty wow. Images, by the way. History right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. With the Brooklyn yeah. finesse. Yes. You know, the one thing about being from Brooklyn, finesse is innate. Like, you just know how to maneuver and you know hearing no doesn't mean no. Mm-hmm. So you learn if you really want to do something, get something, go, you're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I really wanted you to finish that story. I'm like, no, there has to be. <laughs> just, just watch this. It's if you falling into the drums. It's, it's wow. I have a whole bunch of those stories. So let's reverse it all the way back. Yep. We want to start with you as a kid in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were born in Brooklyn? You said? So I was born in uh, Kings County. Hospital yeah, me in too. Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm a downstate baby. Yeah. So I was uh <laughs> I was um uh I was born there, but unfortunately, um maybe a year or so later, uh my mom who had to give me up for adoption. Okay. So I was put in foster care. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing because my mom was just not fit to mm. settle down. She had just moved to New York from Trinidad and gave birth to me here. So I was like fortunate uh a puerto rican family from brooklyn yeah. adopted me and so i went from you know trevor allen uh innocence child to johnny, johnny nunez. nunez so so, um, so you're actually tr- yeah, trini yeah you know uh, young child from I, you know that's what? my cousin I always, yeah. wow because wow. you know what i always kind of felt about him like okay nunez i don't know <laughs> i don't want to be in his business no. but i feel a little west indian no, i'm black I'm yo black. we we yeah. went from having i don't know 13 episodes and we literally had people from so many different islands and then the last episode we had nikita on she's, she's from trinidad, trinidad so i got yeah. a fellow trini on oh, and now you're here oh, yeah man and ironically enough like it's not intentional but but like pretty much everybody that we interviewed is from the Caribbean. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But you know, it's fascinating though when you get adopted into a family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it wasn't one day where where my Puerto Rican family uh, that knew I was black didn't ever make me feel like I wasn't part of their tribe. Dope. Right. So even when I found my biological mother and I found out I was uh, black with with a third Chinese, mm. um, I still had to, you know, em- embrace and claim Puerto Ricans too because West Indians are like tofu. We absorb everything. everything. Mm. Yeah. I Growing up in Long Island, I, my best friend was Dominican and my other best friends were Haitian. So I instantly became Dominican and Haitian. Sac passe, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Haitian <laughs> people. Haitian, Haitian by association. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, man. So, you know, so. But yeah, that's my little story there. So, so, so basically, um, I was adopted, um, at the age of five, but I was, uh, brought it, brought in by my, my mother, Maria Mary Nunez, and my father, uh, Henio Nunez, when I was two years old. They fell in love with me, thank God. Mm-hmm. And I became a Nunez immediately, rice and beans. You know, knives, breakdancing, <laughs> man, menudo, <laughs> you name it, you know. Hey, you, do you speak fluent Spanish? Did they... I understand it perfectly. I speak uh-huh. it un poquito. Okay. You know, so, no, but I can speak enough to okay. get away yeah, with it. Yeah, to get away, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm like I'm like, I'm like, like Alpo. If it, the, the rumor I heard about Alpo was that 
he's black, like, you know, mm. but he's also Puerto Rican. Mm. So when he used to go to uh, pick up work, mm -hmm. they thought he was black. Okay. So he would hear all where they had the shit stashed, wow. where they kept it, wow. who got it. Wow. And he'd act, he'd act dumb. So <laughs> and just pick up everything. Pick up he, knew, everything. he knew when to but come back. Yo, Cam, Cam's character was Al Poe and Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I love you know a lot of times people think I'm um, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, that's why. Yeah. And the application, I'm like black, yes, uh, what, Puerto Rican. Yes. yes. Uh, What's Chinese. funny is that I get Puerto Rican all the time, and mm -hmm. I'm Trini, and people, yo, this oh. is the real Puerto Rican Trini right here. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to my Puerto Ricans, Fat Joe, and that's it. Big Pun forever. Their squad. Yeah. So, I mean, just being in Long Island, like, how did that really shape you? And then, you know, was a was there a piece of you that wanted to kind of find that essence, kind of find out that what life would have been like if you had grown up in Brooklyn? What was your family like, your other yeah, side, the so, Trini side? Mm -hmm. So when crack started to become an epidemic and riddled throughout Bushwick Greenpoint, where I, where I was born and where I was raised, um, it was real, real, a lot of racial tension. And I was the only... <laughs> black person in a predominantly white neighborhood. It was mm. it was so savage that um unfortunately my mom passed away when I was ten. Okay. And so now my dad, rather than put me back in foster care, he decided he was gonna still raise me. But now my support system was gone because uh it was already racist. The, at that time, Brooklyn, um, Williamsburg and, and Bushwick was mm -hmm. just out of control. I would get rocks thrown at me, wow. uh, bottles thrown at me. I would be called nigger. I would be called spick. I didn't know. I didn't even know what those words meant. <laughs> yeah. All I knew was duck and, and yeah, run because right. these people would just let them. Yeah, you know, and, I, and you know, now as a grown man, I look back and I, I say to myself, how would a, a person allow their dog to be loose on a seven-year-old or uh, let alone a nine-year-old child running, just trying to get home from school. But that was my life, sadly, every day. So my dad, at the age of 12, said, we're moving to Long Island. Okay. Um, one of my relatives was uh, being physically abused by her husband, and my aunt gave her shelter from from an abusive husband. And so my dad would sneak out to go visit. We wouldn't sneak. We would just go out to Long Island to visit them. And after it seemed like Puerto Rico to him, he was like, wow, trees, chickens, <laughs> ducks. I feel <laughs> like I'm want? back in Puerto Rico. So yeah, he yeah. immediately sold our house and we moved next to my aunt, my titi Ouija. Mm. And and uh, my dad was like, look, you know, they're killing people in the neighborhood now. It's not safe. That's people crazy. being stabbed, shot. Crack was starting to become crazy. And the very first day uh, I was going to East Junior High School, uh, 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 a gunman or a disgruntled teacher uh, grabbed a rifle, I think, and he shot our principal right in the face. Wow. What? And then he took the whole entire lunchroom hostage. That was the original Columbine. In Brooklyn? It, no, Brentwood, this Long Island. This was in Brentwood. Brentwood. Yeah, Brentwood, first no. day of school. Yo. And the teacher took the <laughs> blood. Oh Luckily, he got shot in the, wow. in the, the cheek. So when the bullet... When entered, it it bounced, but it it, it exited it out the other, other side, way. Yeah. So he took all the blood and he put it over his face. And so mm. it seemed like he was dead. Mm. So when I think it was uh, Principal Wolfgang or Wolf, when the gunman came, he nudged him with the barrel, and he played dead. And he just went. He proceeded to the cafeteria. So I never forget. I was just like, yo. My first day, you leave, you take us out of Brooklyn, <laughs> and it's because of crazy here. motherfuckers. And this crazy teacher motherfuckers went out crazy, here. yeah. But that school had, thank God, um, 
Biz Marquis was attending that school. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Eric Sermon and Parrish Smith. Yeah. EPMD. Yeah, EPMD. Um, Buddy McGirt, was a, which was a famous boxer, and uh, Craig Mack. They all went yes. to the same. We were all in the same school at the same time. And I was like, wow, you know, but. And luckily, wasn't like Keith Murray from like Hempstead or Keith something? Keith Murray too? was in the town literally next door to nice. us. Oh. But yeah, the same neighborhood, literally two blocks away. Crazy. This is Central Islip. This is Brentwood. They both like. Vodka and and and, and oil, mm. they they definitely didn't mix. Okay, okay. In fact, Keith Murray's town had a gang called LOD, L-O-D. Legion of Doom. Yeah, and yeah. I don't care what, I don't care if you from Compton, I don't care LOD's if you crazy. from uh, the the mean streets of Brooklyn or Harlem. Just imagine in Long Island, there was no lights like there are in the city, right? And there were no things for kids to do. So between wine dance Sheesh. and CI, wine it is literally uh, terrorizing. Like like mm-hmm. like LOD was a serious game. Mm-hmm. God bless the dead. Um, and I don't even I don't even want to glorify this, but uh, one of my very dear friends. Um, we were at a party, and this this is the leader of the gang that Keith Murray was a part of. His his name and God bless the dead. His name was Amirai, and thank God I was on Amirai's good side. Mm. Um. I'll never forget, we were at a, a house party, and my boy Rodini, we were just tired of, of that gang coming to our town and beating the crap out of all of us. Yeah, yeah. Literally beating the crap out of all. We could yeah. not, we Brentwood could never win. And they came in, and my boy Rodini was like, fuck LOD. I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness, oh my why God. are we doing I'm this? Like, oh my God. It's like, fuck <laughs> LOD. Wait, 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 yo, 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 all y'all, stay <laughs> right here. Stop. Fuck them. They can't do, we, you know, we, we, Brentwood, we here, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of us. It was mm-hmm. actually, this is the first time we could actually fight LOD because we outnumbered them, <laughs> yo's you know? deep, yo's rolling. And this was the third fight that I, you know, one side is us, the other side was them. They actually came to our, our high school at a at a basketball scrimmage and they they beat the crap out of us too. At the they, game. Oh, they beat the crap out of us, boy. <laughs> Shit. But um shout out to Frankie Martinez. Um uh so anyway, next thing I know, everybody just left. And it was just me and my brother Rodini. And all I could just see is a mirror. I take the ski mask and pulled it down. And just like a pencil, he went just to Rodini's back. He went Oh, I thought it was wow. a, I thought it, I thought he just went like this. Real easy. My my brother Rodini, I think he got like a, like 120 stitches. Wow. Uh, Amirai Amirai was um, unfor- same guy. You know he he's no longer here with us. And my boy, unfortunately, from Brentwood, um, murdered him. Mm. But um, hopefully he's out. It's been like 25 years now, maybe. Wow. But the long story short is that Brentwood and Central mm-hmm. Islip. Was no different than Brooklyn, <laughs> Queens, the Bronx. Everywhere people don't realize that. Like people sleep on Long Island. I, mm-hmm. I learned the hard way when I started going to Hofstra. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I learned the hard way. Rock came is from Wine Dance, and yeah. they have a place called the Straight Path. Oh yeah, Straight Path Road. Yeah, I learned about Straight yeah. Path real quick. It's real out there. Yo, honestly, that's the first time I was in Long Island somewhere, and I saw like fifty dudes on the corner. I was in Wine Dance. I like, oh, okay, like I, I, mm-hmm. I see what it is out here. Yeah, it, 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 um, it, it, it's it, it's 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 pretty much like there's descendants of the slaves that that never left Long Island, mm. and then there's there's people that just moved there because they're for a better life. Yes, you know. So all right, yeah. that's the history yeah. there. But wow. yeah, Brentwood. So I moved. So it was amazing to transfer from the city to Brentwood, and 
uh, at first I hated it, but then once I found, once I started hearing EPMD on the radio, I was like, wow, it was like a teen spirit and Biz Marquis, a one two, a one two, yeah. with Big Daddy Kane, and but, I'm like, that's the same guy in the South Shore Bayshore Mall. He's on all these videos, your mm. TV raps. I was like, wow. And it's it anything is possible, you know. That's how I felt. But, but yeah. see, what, were they doing it in high school, or was this like right yeah. after? Okay, so they, they were so, popping like, and you you still seeing them every yeah. day. So so EPMD's career already took off. Okay. But like you know, like when you first graduate from high school, you still pass the school yeah, to yeah, say yeah. what's up to the teachers yeah. and see. They just literally they were only like a year older okay. or, two, or maybe a year or two older than me. But like Biz Marquis, he would go to homerooms. And do a one two, a one two, and he would advertise <laughs> the flyers for nightclubs nice. where he was going to be performing. Yeah, nice. so I would still see Biz Marquee. So it was like Biz was still coming to the school, and EPMD was coming to school. Craig Mack, uh, God bless the dead, mm-hmm. we actually got into a physical fist fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and later on, when you know his success was great, but later on, um, you know he apologized to me, and I apologized to him. Wow, and uh, I really wish I would have shot and supported him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, no, you never know yeah, when never someone's know. gonna go. You know what I'm saying? So where, where does? Because this is just a random question. Where does uh, De La and leaders of the New School fall in the Long Island? Are they yeah, Nassau so, County? Yeah, they're Nassau like, County. Okay, Suffolk County and Nassau are just side by side. Right, but um. So you were in Suffolk. Um, yeah, I went to Suffolk. Yeah, and I was in Suffolk Community College. I actually booked um, Buster Rhymes, leaders of the New School. Uh, I booked them for a common hour when I was the president of the African People's Association. Oh, wow. Once I found out I was black, I was like, I have to learn every single thing <laughs> there is to, be to being black. black. <laughs> I was reading Dr. Ivan Sertima. I was reading, you know, um, you Tashia Mackin. What? I mean, I mean, in my graduation, I'm yes. all couldn't the oh. cloth out. And, you know. Black, um, black, blackity black. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm so proud. Even when I was adopted and I didn't know what my race was, um... Because my, my, my family, they, they're about your complexion, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And my mom would tell me, like, yo, don't ask me again. You came out a vagina. <laughs> Shut the F up. <laughs> Puerto, Ricans, Puerto Ricans have a way with words, you know? And it wasn't I like see. vagina. It was another Latin word for vagina. Yeah. <laughs> and One of the words I know. Yeah, but, you know, what always startled me, and I don't even want to sound in the presence of a lady I ain't trying to be mm-hmm. rude, I would always be like, yo, my shit is black. I'm packing You know I mean I don't even want to sound To disturb your your followers But I would would Tell my mom mom like mom look look." She'd be like don't worry baby One day your wife's gonna be happy But I'm like But I'm like my complexion is this complexion That's that complexion You guys are light skinned Damn. But I mean, you know, then when I finally met my my Trinidadian mother, I'm like, yay, it makes makes sense. sense. (laughs) I'm black. So, yeah. Okay, so let's fast forward now. Like, what inspired you to get into photography and not only photography, but like capturing all of these moments in hip hop history? So, so, in culture. Well, because you didn't know at the time it was history that you're capturing. No, no. So, what happened was um, me being stupid um when i was going to suffolk community college first of all they immediately put me in special ed i was placed in once i came from brooklyn they're like 
you oh, are Brooklyn. You are minibus, yellow, uh, football, hockey helmet. You are going to special ed. And then I went. I was really hyper, so it's a possibility that I had. They didn't like, know what ADD. ADHD, we didn't know what ADD true. was in yeah, in the eighties yeah. and early nineties. Yeah. So, Even the late nineties, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. I went to um, special ed, and I was embarrassed. And mm. I was like, and my um, junior high school, actually, my junior high school and my high school guidance counselor said. Johnny, your best bet is to find a woman, get a good factory job, wow. and raise a family working in a factory. Wow. Don't, don't even think about going to college. Wow. So I said, you know what, man? I know that they said not to. My dad was a hard, hardworking immigrant. He was like, don't, don't go to college. Just get a job. I said, you know what? I'm still going to apply. So I applied to Suffolk Community College, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got accepted. And just like the movie Rain Man, the minute I got to college, everything Became a member of the student senate, started writing for the school paper. I lived in Brentwood. One of my good friends, Sammy Pizarro, his dad was a radiologist taking x-rays. Yeah. They made good money. They had a pool. They had like two pillars. They, they were chilling. They looked like they lived in the White House. I'm like, I want to be like Sammy's dad. Mm-hmm. So I asked one day, what did your dad do? He was like, he takes x-rays. He's a radiologist. Mm. You went to Hofstra, so Nassau Community College had a medical. We went to Hofstra too. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how we met. My yeah. best friend went to Hofstra, uh, uh, pre pre law or whatever you want to call it. So I went to Nassau Community College because I heard they had a radiology program. Okay, and I I I filled out the form and everything, and little did I know I filled out the application for radiate radiation oncology, which is the treatment of cancer with radiation. Uh-huh. So while Easy I was different, yeah, yeah. But, but I used to feed the homeless. I used to take care of um, elderly people as a home health aide. I love helping people. Okay. I don't know if that's a Trinidadian thing, mm-hmm. but I used to change adults' diapers. You name it, feed them, clean the Foley catheter. I don't know if you guys know what that means. Yeah, I know like what that is. Man-made yeah. anus. You know, yeah. I did it all, and I had no problem doing that. And so, you know, my mom. And my dad that adopted me, blessed me enough to uh, take care of me. I just loved helping people. So on the merit of my my resume showing that I had helped, worked at all these um, aid centers and homeless shelters and members of of the college and and my church, out of 420 people, they chose me as one of the lucky 22. So long story short, I went through the radiation therapy program and North Shore University Hospital. Uh, I was warned by all my friends that already graduated. Johnny, they're racist. Be careful. And and I'll never forget one of the white technicians at Southside. Uh, my friend, my, my girl Patty. She was my uh, the administrator. She started to cry when she heard I was going to North Shore University wow. for my wow. my last rotation. So I'm like, you crying because you're happy? She's like, no, because they're bad. It's really that bad. So I saw. Three horrible racial incidents. The minute mm. I got there, it was it was racism. You could could smell the wow. racism. Mm. You know, any minute you heard, you thought the Klan was going to come to the door. Wow! But but to make a long story short, three months I was about to graduate, and I saw what they did to this sister who had AIDS. But you, you even if you have AIDS, everyone has deserves the dignity to die with respect. Yeah. And and because um, she was very frail and thin, and no one did her hair, 
uh, they didn't want to touch her. So they had gl rubber gloves up to wow. their arms, three masks. Wow. And because she just had a, a, a larynectomy, they removed her, her, her vocal cords because yeah. the cancer was there. So when they went to transfer her from the stretcher onto the table, nobody supported her head. And the stitches opened up and she began to cry. Oh. But because she had no voice box, she was just like no making sound. a, you know, and they were cracking up. Oh, my God. And they were just like laughing at each other, saying, and I was like, I can't believe this. Three more, three more weeks and uh, you know, three more months and your boy's out of here. And when I went out to the council before they could press the button, they were like, don't move. All right. They didn't say anything with no remorse. Meanwhile, there was a white man who had AIDS. With this, you know, and they treated him with respect. They mm -hmm. held his hand. They talked to him. Mm -hmm. They showed him love. I don't care what color you are. If you're suffering, you're suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to be there by the console as they're delivering the, the radiation and they're cracking up about how her face was. Crazy. When I got back to my, my, my boy Brian's house who I was living with, him and his wife, uh, he was a radiation therapist. I asked him, should I tell the professors? And he was in a bi he was he was black. His wife was white. They and they were Christian, mm -hmm. and that's they they told me, Johnny, you do what you do what you what you feel is right. You know what I'm saying? And you do the right thing. What what would Jesus do? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? So I went the next day and I told my professors what happened. They got reprimanded. They got in trouble. And now I was going there, set up, set up like a booby trap. Mm. An accident occurred. They blamed it on me. Crazy. And your boy was kicked out. Right there. Three months wow. left. Yeah. Three months left. And uh, I then... So this is how I got into photography. Um, the girl I was dating, she immediately um, she immediately uh, said, Johnny... She was going to Stony Brook University, which is even further yeah. south. Yeah. She said, Johnny, you know what? I've been meaning to tell you, maybe now is the right time. I think we should just be friends. You know what I'm saying? Because I found somebody else. And, wow. uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. She whacked for that. Yeah. And then my, my, uh, my <laughs> landlord, who was my, one of my best friend's mom, she was renting me a room. And she's like, Johnny, uh, mi amor, I don't know what to tell you, but somebody here wants to get your room and they're willing to pay double. Oh, my gosh. And, I, and I'm like, this is like, this is, gets greater by the minute. And I'm like, what if I pay you more money? He's like, Johnny, I've already given them the, the keys. That's so I'm crazy. like, don't worry, I'll pack up my stuff. So my adopted father lived in Queens and I could have went and lived with him. But, um, and I always say this in these podcasts. My life, my, my, the way my family raised me was like, uh, the way Mark Echo used the rhinoceros. It's the only animal that only can go forward. It can't go backwards. Ah. So, so I'm like, you know what? It stayed in my mind, like, you know what? We, we, we're just going to go to storage and pack up our stuff in storage wow. and live in the car and thug it out. I'll go back to Pizza Hut. I'll go back to being home health aid. And I hope I'm speaking loud enough. I, you I could. hope I'm not talking to him. And so that's what I did. I went right back to Pizza Hut. And uh, as I was doing the deliveries, of course, friends of mine that had careers now, yeah, yeah, yeah. that already graduated from college, that already had houses, and they're seeing me, 27 years old or whatever, 26 years old, with a Pizza Hut outfit on. You know what I'm saying? And I was just embarrassed. Mm. So there was a cat in my town that, Sold, sold mm -hmm. items. You know what I'm saying. When he saw me, he was like, "Yo, Johnny, what's up, man?" 
He's like, you selling pizza? You doing delivery pizza for pizza? Hut, making it great. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a good old time, you know. And he's like, <laughs> so he's like, uh, he's like, go, go in my pocket, and I'm like, you know, he had not not mm. hundreds. He said, grab that, and I'm like, I said, I just started my shift, you know. He's like, just take it. And I'm like, he's like, I'm like, I don't have change. He's like, Johnny, get out of here, man. Yeah. Take that's for you, bro. Mm. I'm like, hundred dollars. I'm like, thanks. So. I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, um, I was three months away from graduating. Uh, I'm living in this Mazda 626, mm. no, 323. And uh, I, I lost everything. And my, no, my dad girl, don't even girl Yeah. So my luckily for me, I, I always say this again, I'm like one of the best ex-boyfriends to moms. You know, I was a Johnny, the friend zone Johnny. Yeah, oh, super. <laughs> so my ex-girlfriend's mom said, Johnny, uh, come over to the house. I made your favorite dish, Haitian rice and beans and Haitian turkey wings. I was like, I'm there. yeah. But I have to hold that right there. Prior to that invitation, um, my, my manager called me and said, Johnny, you got to come back to Pizza Hut. I was like, yo, uh, it's not my shift today. He goes, yo, there's a guy here. He said, uh, you gotta, he needs to talk to you. And he's got a bunch of friends with him. Uh-oh. You don't, when you come back, don't come through the front. Drive through the side. Uh-oh. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. I start driving there. Nothing but S500s. Mm-hmm. It looked like a, looked like a, 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 a car show. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, young Dominicans with, Rollies. Could you set could you set the scene up? What year was this? Yeah. Okay. I drove around the side and my manager Tony said Look, that guy wants to talk to you. And he was shook, you know. He was black, but he was scared of mm. the shadow. And it was Danny, my boy, same brother who who told me come back. Same dude with him. the knot. Yeah, okay. now, let's call him D for now. Okay. So he's like, yo, Jay, in high school, you was always connecting dots. You was always networking. You know, I need that on my team. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I was like. And he brought his whole squad. I was like, yo, D, I, was like, I don't know. I got a new career now, you know? <laughs> he goes, I want you to come work for me. I'm like, you opening up a pizzeria too? He's like, nah. I got different nah, type nigga, of here. I want you to come work for me. Mm. And I was like, uh, he's like, yo, hold out your hand. And he put in my hand a knot of money. Mm. And then he squeezed it. I said, Daniel, I can't take this, bro. Yeah. He goes, no, think about it tonight. If you decide you want to come work for me, there'll be more where that came from. Wow. If you decide you don't want to work for me, keep it. My yeah. gift. Yeah, one of those cars so out there, I too. was like, yeah, so that, that was when my ex-girlfriend, that same day my ex-girlfriend's mom called me. So I went over to the house, and she was like, I made your favorite dish, but also... This living room uh, is yours tonight. Wow. There's still some clothes you got here from when you used to date my daughter. Wow. You know where the shower is. There's fresh towels there, and I'll leave you alone. She closed the door, and I just uh, just looked down. And I started crying, and I was like, God, uh, this is weird. This is a roller coaster ride. Like, what do you want me to do? And I said, God, tomorrow morning when I wake up, if you don't give me an idea, I'm going to go work for my man. Mm. But if you give me an idea, God, I swear I'll be the best at it. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. So the next morning when I woke up, I saw a camera in the air. Like the way you see a ceiling fan? Mm -hmm. It was just right right there. And I stood up and I went to grab it. And it was like transparent. My hand went right through it. 
And I was just like, trying to rub my hand. I saw, still saw it there, and I went to grab it with both hands, and it disappeared. Mm. And then I, I was like, God, you want me, me to be a photographer? And then I saw greeting cards, and the greeting cards fell, and then they dissolved. Like, they just, and I rubbed my eyes again. I said, God, if you could give me one more sign, I yeah. swear, God, I was involved in the you need. <laughs> yeah. But a uh, 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 peace came over me. Like, in my faith, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I felt such a calm. And I, I went telling my friends, I want to be a photographer. Hey, everybody. And my friends were like, Johnny, you sure that radiation didn't hit your head? <laughs> and then I'll never forget my boy, uh, Pat, Haitian Pat. He was playing Mortal Kombat. And he was like, yo. What was that game where the angel wings, the angel came and shot rays out of the eye? It was Mortal Kombat, I think it was. Was it? What yeah, was that? Like ver- a, the first like version of Mortal Kombat. Okay. So Walter he was Deeks, playing. Huh? It's probably nah, a code. It was like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it was Mortal Kombat, <laughs> but the first, first version of it. And he's like, Johnny, uh, who told you you're going to be a photographer? I said, God, God did. did. Yeah. He said, Johnny, <laughs> I don't know. So long story short, that same year, um, I was reading a book called Unlimited Power by Anthony Robbins. Okay. Uh, Unlimited Power, if you are into reading books, anything like, that Anthony the, Robbins. Tony Robbins, like the guy. That's the my to- man. Okay. I mean, politically, we may not see eye to eye, but yeah. if anyone can motivate you, mm. Anthony Robbins, yeah. he saved my life. And I, I, I want to write a book with him. But anyway, long story short, the book said, and at this time, I had a third job. The third job was working in a sweatshop. I was working at a place called Bistronic. Bistronic was a water laser cutting device that cut steel with high-powered water, mm-hmm. which was lasers, believe it or not. Um, and it said, whatever you're doing right now, whatever chapter it was, stop what you're doing and see where you want to be in the next three years. Mm. Now, y- y- y'all don't have to believe me, but I saw myself working with Puffy. Mm. I saw myself working with Naomi Campbell. I saw myself flying in private jets. I was just daydreaming, you know. But I, I didn't. And, and I, you had Pizza Hut. You you had the making home it great. Um, home, home health aid, making delivering it great. pizza, working at a laser factory from six a.m. to five a.m. And you still sleeping in the car? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, occasionally, an ex girlfriend's mom would say, <laughs> "Come stay over here. We, we My daughter's away at college." You know. Yeah. It was couches, friends' cribs, taking wow. showers at friends' cribs. Um, and long story short, uh, I stopped the machine, the belt, and I just looked at the wall, and I saw all these things. And my boss came over to me and said, who the fuck stopped the machine? I said, I saw something. Because you stopped that machine again, I'll fucking fire you on the spot. <laughs> and I'm like, you got it. Sorry, you know, whatever. I'm out. Long story short, um, by the end of 1997... I made $98,000, and I wound up uh, within a few years being the personal photographer to Sean Combs, Jay-Z, Nas, Beyonce, Rihanna, um, Michael Jordan, Mm. LeBron James. Later on, I become a photographer for Barack and Michelle Obama, Bill and Hillary Clinton. I I got appointed as an, uh, an, uh, an ambassador to arts and humanities on the second historical trip to Cuba under the Obama administration. Uh, become the personal photographer on occasions to 
for Oprah Winfrey and Gail King. Wow. I became Russell Simmons' personal photographer, uh, Kamar Lee's personal photographer. The list goes on. It's just yeah, really <laughs> legends. Does, yeah. So, and uh, we're not even one day in school for, for photography. So so let's go back to that moment. You said, hey, I'm going to be a photographer. God revealed it to me. How did you get your first camera? Did you have enough money on hand to go yeah, out? What did you do? Um, I, the first camera I borrowed from my friend, Jose Santana, we were in track together. And I, within a few weeks, someone broke in the car and stole it oh, sh- in, in, in Alphabet City in the Low East Side. Yeah. Um, when I was in radiation therapy, I used to study at the local library in Brentwood and a brother named Tim Whiting, an African-American elder, he had an exhibit of his trips to Africa. And I would always just look at those photos and be like, wow, Africa, I want to go one day. And luckily for me, I kept his business card. Mm. So I asked him, could he teach me? And I would pay him. And mind you, I was living in a car. I was surviving by tip money. And he goes, "Yeah, come by." And um, he was a, he was an old bro, you know what I'm saying? But he's he's I'm going to teach you the basic fundamentals. And one thing I don't want to forget is there was a, a, a Smith Haven Mall, and there used to be a bookstore called Borders Bookstores. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still exist. I don't think so. But Borders? I remember Borders. Yeah, they still. I know because yeah. it was Long Island. They <laughs> would put the books outside, and you just supposed to just <laughs> grab it, go inside, and pay for it. Yeah. No, th- I, I'm gonna grab it and go. <laughs> I said, I said, God, uh, I'm sorry, I gotta steal this. <laughs> I said, I swear, I will return it. In Jesus' name, have mercy. Like the library. And I went there and I grabbed the book <laughs> and I just ran to the car and I was out. Borders and Library. Yeah. And in the night, I had like a flashlight. I was just reading the wow. book. And now I had Tim Whiting to teach me the fundamentals. And I wound up buying the the, the Canon Rebel G. Okay. And because I was now going into Manhattan and and photographing all these different people, I would always find some some real pretty girls like Olivia. You know what I'm saying? And I would ask them, <laughs> you know, you mind if I do a photo shoot with you? If you do, I'll take you to have lunch or dinner at this restaurant called Mecca. What kind of food was that? Soul food. Okay. okay. <clears throat> and so Tim would be like, Johnny, who are these pretty women? And I'm like, <laughs> this is the owner of the soul food spot? No, this is the brother the, who, who, who mentored okay, me. Okay. And uh, he would just have, he would have a ball photographing real pretty girls. So yeah, man, that's, that's how I got into photography. Wow. I want to circle back. Cause, <clears throat> like, I feel like for me personally, it's not always God that talks to, because I like having these conversations. It's not always God that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. about what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. Like even up to last night, I woke up out of my sleep because I feel like not only God, it's also my ancestors mm-hmm. speaking through to me via mm-hmm. God and letting me know, hey, this that's happening right now, interject this. This is what you need to do next. And I feel like, especially us black people, we are protected in that realm of our ancestors and our faith. Mm-hmm. And we need to uh, tap into it. I know some of us, you know, have, you know, reservations on faith and stuff like that. But it's there. That intuition, Mm -hmm. if we want to call it anything else, we can call it intuition, too. Where that intuition, you always should trust it. Those visions, those signs Mm -hmm. always come to you when they need to come to you. So I'm glad you, you know, really speak on that as to... 
being proud and being very transparent about, hey, this is how I came into photography. Mm-hmm. That sign was literally right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I followed it. Mm-hmm. I, I had faith, mm-hmm. not only within God, but within myself. Mm-hmm. And I followed that. Mm-hmm. And I stuck with it. Yeah. 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 And now I'm here with the blue gang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's On the it. podcast. That's it. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, one thing I will say, and my wife would probably say, why are you talking about this? <laughs> By the end of 1997, I made $98,000. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so you have a place to stay now. It's oh, yeah. For. I was it's blessed, man. Yeah. But, but I want to understand, how did you actually turn that into something where you can make money right away? Because I think a lot of people have these dreams and they say, yeah, I'm going to work with so-and-so. I want to do this. And the truth is, when you're trying to get in, a lot of the things you do, you're not necessarily getting paid for, right? Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to working for celebrities. Like, I yeah. think people are used to celebrities don't want to pay X amount. Oh, hell you're no. unknown, no, right? No. Mm-hmm. You... You know, so how did you even turn it into something that became real? Oh, man. So this is a good one. Um, first, let me just fix my pants. Sorry about that. Um, so I was working at a gym, Gold's Gym, and uh, one of the brothers that was working out with me was like, yo, Johnny, you, being that you want to be a photographer, right? You should go to this restaurant called Mecca mm. because it's it's where all the Everybody movers and shakers go to eat. It was like, you know, the place at the time. And I was like, okay, I guess I could deliver some chicken and pizza. I could do my little pizza route, see if I can get off of uh, you know, watching an elder and get in and just... So my, my routine was I would go to... Uh, on Saturday, I would try to get Saturdays off. Okay. I would go to Union Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Union Square? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the middle and of the I'd look for hot shorties like mm-hmm. Olivia. I would try to <laughs> find a... a, a, a this you know. shout out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and I would say, I would say, hey, look, you know, I'm a photographer. Because in the book, Unlimited Power, it said that even if you're not who you want to be, present yourself as, as if you were. Yeah. I mean, that's a nicer way of saying fake it till you make it. It's exactly. A bad, it's a yeah, better yeah, way yeah. of saying it. Matter of fact, I'm about to blow your mind with that one, okay. what you just said. So, um, uh, long story short, I'm going to go to it real quick. Uh, I wound up meeting so many girls and uh, pause. I met some gentlemen that I said, you know what? Let me see if he'll model for me. So I wound up becoming friends with guys and girls that were aspiring to, to model. Or they didn't yeah. really care. They just felt like, hey, shoot, I always wanted to just be to a model. Here I am with a camera, you know what I'm saying? So um, the fake it till you make it comes in. Uh, I was walking down 8th Avenue, or 8th Street, between 6th and 5th. Mm. And there used to be a shoe store called Lucini Shoes. Okay. And you remember those stomp shoes? The sole used to be like this big? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just walking, and and uh, I just saw the, the shoes in the window, and I just stopped and I looked. And the general manager, a brother by the name of Gerald, he came out, and he goes, yo, can I help you with something? I'm like, no, I'm just looking at the shoes. He goes, what, what, are, you, what are you looking for? I'm like, I just like the craftsmanship. I like the, the uniqueness of how, they, how they're designed. He goes, what do you do? I said, I'm a photographer. He goes, oh, you, you have a portfolio? I'm like, you know what? I just shipped it out to California. <laughs> He goes, you have a business card? I'm like, nah. I just ran out. Last one. He's like, give me a number anyway. And then this is, mind you, this is like the first month of, of, of just getting into photography. I, I, I wrote my number down. And he's like, yo, Johnny, do you 
he called me like a, a, a few days later. Johnny, you um, you got a, a a way I could see your work. I'm like, I apologize, but I don't. He goes, no, no. You said you shipped out your portfolio. Because yeah. well, you know, anyway, I think you got. You probably know what you're doing. Um, my my boss wants to do a photo shoot for the whatever season. Okay. If you're familiar with Paper Magazine, yeah, Paper Magazine is yeah. a big fashion magazine here, based out of New York. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's for, it's for paper. And I'm like. How much? He's like, no, well, you know, we'll talk about that. I mean, no, excuse me. In my head, I'm like, paper, is he talking about money? I didn't know it was a fashion magazine. But long story short, he's like, get the makeup artist, get the hair, tell me how much it's going to cost you. You had to do everything. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, so what? I didn't want to talk about money. I'm yeah. to, to this day, sometimes I'm, I'm afraid to talk about money. Okay. But he's like, Johnny, how does... um. How does three thousand dollars sound? <laughs> I'm like, I'm living, I'm living in a car. I'm like, um, look at God. You know, that's fine. And so the shoot went well, and not only did it go well, but they wound up asking me to do another shoot. Nice. Uh, about about two weeks later. Nice. Another two so now I got six thousand dollars, and I was now trying to figure out how to get into all these nightclubs and shoot people. Yeah. So Mob Deep was performing at a nightclub called the Octagon. And I said to myself, infamous. I said, yes. you know, the line was around the corner, bodyguards at the door. It was guarded almost like Fort Knox. I didn't know how I was going to get in there. This quiet storm but, time? I'm sorry? This quiet storm, my deep time? Yeah. P- pretty much. Oh, you put music on? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Is that your ringtone? So, <laughs> um, you have a ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the producers. yeah man. so, um... When I used to feed the homeless uh, in Long Island, I used to make deals with the managers of like Dunkin' Donuts and the key food supermarket manager. And I'd tell them, I, I want to do something. How can I get this food? And at Dunkin' Donuts, um, this old man told me, we thought the, the donuts and the bagels at, at 11. Every night. So I'll put them in the bag. I'm not supposed to give them away, but just go to the dumpster around midnight. So... From that, I always remember there's always an angle. Mm-hmm. So I would go, I used to work at Key Food, so I'd buy 100 slices of cheese and I'd find out when they were throwing out the bread. Mm-hmm. So I had all my friends making sandwiches on the way to the city when we used to go out dancing. So we would give them out at Penn Station. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I'm telling the story is because uh, going back to Mob Deep, um, I took my my suit from whatever restaurant I was working at, Red Lobster. I took my Red, Lo- my Red Lobster outfit and I said to myself, how am I going to get in there as I was driving to the city? But I, I, all I knew was I, I got to get in there. So I took my, I brought my white outfit on. I, I actually put it, um, I, I put the white bag, no, I put the white bag on, the white suit on, and I put my clothes over my white suit. Okay. And then when I got close to wherever I was, wherever Octagon was, okay. I went into a bodega and I bought Ice and I took two uh, hefty garbage bags that I took from my job. And when I got to the nightclub and there was all these people, I immediately, you know, uh, took off the clothes. No, you know what? Let me take that back. Rewind. I put my clothes on and then I put the white suit over it. Okay. I went to the bodega and I bought ice. I bought like four big bags of ice. And I put two and two in each hefty bag. I put my camera in one of the hefty bags. Mm. And when I got to the front door, I said, hey, I worked the bar. Finesse. <laughs> Come on in. So immediately that I walked in. They checked the, the, the bags and wow. this ice. I had the white suit on, like looking like a bar bag. 
went right into the octagon, went to the bathroom, took out the camera, took off the suit, threw the suit in the garbage, took all the ice, threw it into the <laughs> toilet, and I came back out. Rocking. And then the tunnel, red zone, daddy's house, mm. underground, all these nightclubs. Everything was, was in there. And then I took that famous legendary shot of Jay-Z and Nas toasting with Notorious B.I.G. on, on Jay-Z's shirt. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to Token Air. Soon, big things are coming with NFTs. Yes. Yeah. yes. NFTs. Yeah. Um, can you give a definition? Because I had a conversation with a friend of mine mm-hmm. about like two nights ago about what NFTs are and like just trying to configure and understand how it works. Because eventually we're all going to be in this digital space and we're all going to be trading Bitcoin and Dogecoin and and all the other coins and NFTs, especially as creatives. So Mm -hmm. can you explain what NFTs are? So shout out to Vinny uh, and uh, Sina, Uh, by the way, just want to give Token a shout out and Shadow uh, and Kedar Massenberg, my manager. Um, Non-fungible tokens are a unique way of actually owning a piece of art. Mm-hmm. So digital. Digitally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for an example, uh you guys know what, what Bitcoin was mm-hmm. or uh cryptocurrency. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a process in which equity is is being created in the value of this element, which could be for the, for the for the sake of this conversation, a coin, and so if you bought Bitcoin when it first came out, I think it was like what a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, fifty yeah. dollars. If you bought that Bitcoin for a hundred dollars, eight years later, it's now forty eight thousand dollars. Yes, yeah. So whoever buys that coin for forty eight thousand dollars waits a few more years, it's going to be one hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So just like real estate, these cryptocurrencies are growing. In, 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 in wealth, in, 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 in value. Yes. So that is what I know. So now with NFTs, a non-fungible token, it's almost a similar situation. Say you bought 2,000 crypto, 2,000 Bitcoins. Right now, you had 2,000, that's time, 2,000 times, 55, 50. I think. 54, 55,000 dollars as of today. No, more than that, love. It's more? What's, uh, no, way more than that. No, nah, because it, it went it down two, in the past no, couple if it's days. 2,000 times 48, what is that? 2,000 times 48. 48,000. 48,000 times two, so 96. Would that be $9.6 million? Yeah, as of so, today, each Bitcoin is worth $50,000. So $50, what's 50,000 times 2,000? I don't know. I don't want to do math. So I think you have a hundred thousand. I think you have a lot of M's. But my my point is that with with, with that's wild. A hundred million. million. Yeah. So basically, that's what's happening with non fungible tokens. If you have an an image, or if you're an artist and you have a a painting, and you take that and you put it on a platform, mm-hmm. like like token there. Um, what will happen is someone will purchase that. Right. Who knows how much? Okay. Right. But now that individual adds that to her or his portfolio, right? Along with his Bitcoin, and like attaching, I think attaching that to his 
his blockchain. Yeah. If it was worth that blockchain of, of cryptocurrency was, you know, two million dollars, adding a picture of Michael Jordan and 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 and, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's and, and you own that only image of Kobe and Michael Jordan laughing together. That just adds so much more value to, to whoever board. buys it. Yes. So now you purchase that one image for $2 million. Four years later, that is worth $20 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so on and so forth. Got it. Got so it. so it's jump in now. Hold on to it. <laughs> That's the message. Right. If you think <laughs> it's not going to work right now, take advice from the Bitcoin Wave that you missed. Yes, right. It. The bubble is is not gonna burst, and if it does burst, look where we are now. Yeah. If we could have gone back uh, eight, ten years ago, when someone said, "Buy Bitcoin," I was the other day. I was at I was with Raekwon and Ghostface at the Trilla versus mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. um, the Red MF. No, Raekwon. It was there. It was oh, their versus. versus. Yeah. And. Uh, as I was in the hotel, uh, a woman was telling the uh, the reservation person that her nephews, which were from the Middle East, like Arabic, their New York City weed dealer would always, they would always buy weed from this New York City guy, whoever he was. Mm-hmm. And, and he, then one day he said to them, I'm not taking any more money. If you want Bitcoin. weed from me, you got to pay me in wow. Bitcoin. Yeah. So download How the we app. Die, wow. so, only, I can only wow. pay him in Bitcoin. So, so, so what wound up happening was uh, this guy, <laughs> or whoever these guys were, they wound up buying maybe, let's say, $50,000 worth of Bitcoins because they wanted to make sure they, yeah. they could never not have weed. Yeah. And after, they, after their run of paying for weed, <laughs> he didn't think any more about the Bitcoin. Yeah, and then he realized he had like thirty thousand bitcoins. Shit, that's crazy. To be high and realize that, oh my god, <laughs> I'm a millionaire. I'm rich. Yeah. Smoking weed. Yeah. So as I was just there in the lobby, just overhearing this woman tell the story, I'm like, oh lord, why didn't I do it? So to answer your question, NFTs don't sleep. Do it now. Do it now. So how does Johnny Nunez capitalize off of NFTs? Because I feel like. As a photographer, having a lot of these exclusive images, yeah. how do you find yourself within this <clears> realm <throat> of the NFTs, the digital space that we're now moving into and capitalizing well, off of that? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I'm i now, you know, I don't think I could say it yet because it's going to be announced. But, but happening. Uh, yes. you, you know, you align yourself with, with great people. Like just now, through the grace of God, Kadar Massenberg mm. became mm. my manager. Okay. And if you don't know, he was... The first African American uh, president of a major entertainment. Yeah, uh, Motown. He was president mm-hmm. of Motown. Yes, and uh, signed Erica Badu. Yes, signed Joe. Uh, he worked with everybody from Fat Joe and Nori, Puffy, to 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 Fifty Cent, to to oh my gosh, Amy yeah, Winehouse. You're yeah, you're alone. So he's my manager now. But aside from books and and fine art exhibits and audibles you also have uh amazing platforms that will be selling nfts yes and uh you know uh there are individuals that i'm, I'm talking to now uh 
Vincent Lambino and uh, Asina. Uh, shout out to Revolt TV, by the way, uh, that are in my corner. Yeah. And so now that I have a, an amazing team, shout out to Shadow in Canada too. Now that I got a, a crazy team with me, it's now identifying which images will be like the next uh, Beeples. Are you guys familiar with Beeples? No, I'm not familiar with Beeples. I'm, I'm literally learning all of this. So Beeple's pretty much set it off about a month ago. He sold yeah. one NFT yes. for $69 million. Yes. It was a 5,000 photographs. Wow. He started this three years ago and made 5,000 pieces of art. Wow. I literally just read the article so, yeah. two wow. nights ago. Yeah. And then um, I think a picture, I think of this the other day, my boy Cena sent me um, a picture of... Um, Michael Jordan, I want to say being guarded by Scottie Pippins or something, mm. it, it, it sold for like $6.9 million. Crazy, crazy. But someone owns the rights to that now. And that one image is now applied to this individual's portfolio. Yeah. So this is kind of like VC's candy. Yes. Anybody that's in finance, like, hey, I got that one picture of Michael Jackson shaking hands with Jay-Z. Yeah, you know? yeah. Boom. You know, shout out to Wally Goshorn. That picture is going to probably sell Crazy. for who knows, you know? I mean, I got a question for you because you got so much going on and you've worked with so many people. How do you find time? How, what's your time management like? And then also, what are the situations where multiple celebrities might have something going on at the same night? Um, how do you pick and choose where you're going to be? Right. I try to go to all of them, to be honest. I, I run through. This is where ADD kicks in. I go, I get the shot here. Then I go okay. to the next oh, area, wow. go get the shot. And then I go. And then I also have, like, friends that, like, tonight, Jordan and Omar came with me. Mm -hmm. I'll leave. And, yo, Jay, uh, Jim Jones just walked in. You mm. know, or work. Oh, so you, you know, head straight back. to the next spot. So everywhere I go, I try to implant wow. someone that could give me, yo, Jay, you're not going to believe it. You know, uh, Beyonce just came through the door, through the, through so the back. Did. Yeah, you know. Or, yo, Rihanna will be here at 11 o'clock. Word. I'm like, what restaurant? Oh, Cipriani's on West Broadway. And, and SOBs. You, you a family man now, too. So how do you split that? Like, how does that work? Because I feel like, you know, the club life, especially as you that's start a adding family. Balance. Yeah, that's a crazy balance. Well, again, you know. One, giving honor and glory to God in my life, you know, I'm not perfect, but uh, he got me here. And so I, as as Olivia was saying, you know, the ancestors, you know, always guiding me. And um, I, wind, I, I wind up getting all the pictures because I'm, I try to go to everything I can, you know. Um, Shout out to DMX RIP. Uh, this Saturday, uh, I'll be at his uh, Barclays Center Memorial. Yeah. Um, and then later on that night, I'll be in New Jersey my, with my girl Kim Coco, the writer, mm. for this uh, young artist. Um, what, what's her name? I know y'all said that Benzino's daughter. Oh, oh. The right? Yeah. 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 How do you pronounce it again? Uh, what's her name? Coilerae. 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 Yeah, she's heating up the airways yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. So then Big Purr. Yeah. So then from there, there'll be another after party. So it's like boom, 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 boom. You go to one event and, and you got to go to the next. And then, you know, through the grace of God, I have a great support system with uh, Wire and Getty Images slash Film Magic. So once I put my pictures up on there, it goes... That's, that's the big thing I was going to ask too, because it sounds like because you're jumping around, it's not necessarily 
club owners. There's no, not a person that's particularly paying, but the the financial piece comes from being able to be on these different networks and channels, basically. Royals, royalties. royalties and publishing. So yeah. when an image sells, it goes all around the world. Yeah. So let's just, make, let's just imagine a um, perfect example. I was Pop Smoke's uh, album release photographer. Mm. I was invited by Republic mm. Records. Uh, unfortunately, the un- unthinkable happened. Yeah. The last images of his party I had wow. taken. There was other photographers there, but yeah. no one has the reach because yes. of the the because of how big Getty is. Yes. So, if an image sells for uh, ten dollars, and that means five dollars for the platform, mm-hmm. five dollars for you. Okay. Now. Um, a million stories come up. Mm. They need that and, image. And that picture is $10. Pay. They got to pay. Everyone has to pay it. Yeah. Got it. So, long story short. That's the game right there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm chilling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But not because of that, but because just 24 years of doing this yeah. is... Yeah. You, you've is, set, you set your, your, your standing like you are... A necessary component to this game, to this mm-hmm. art form, to this industry. Yeah, but unfortunately, the, that scenario is no longer existent. Meaning, pictures don't sell for that much no more. Mm-hmm. Right. Just sell for 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 pennies. Wow! But through the grace of God, even with a penny being divided in half, uh, it's so many stories that are going on. Yeah. yeah. That that luckily for me, that's why I love. Going into the grimy nightclubs that yes. the competition won't set foot in because yeah. they're scared, and sometimes they don't even like our music. Yeah. But they know that yeah. rock and roll ain't making bread. Right. <laughs> so what do they do? I'll wait till that guy becomes a success. Mm. And you I got that. You got that yeah, image first. Yeah, I go to nightclub. I see Olivia DJ, and I'm like, why? Happened several times. Blow up. That's it. Yeah. No, I want to support the new artists because. I'm not looking for the knowns. I'm looking for the unknowns. Mm. On um, the next, on the rise. Yeah, I'll never forget one time I got a call or an email, rather, from an editor from a, a big platform. And they said, Johnny, do me a favor, please. You continue to send us these images of these guys. These guys are not artists. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yes, they are. Like, That's no, me. these are music producers. They're not know. talent. They're they are technically talent, but They're these Bitcoin. guys are just music people <laughs> that make music. They're not like a, an A-lister. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to tell you this dude Kanye West and this dude Pharrell <laughs> Williams are going to be big one they day. Well, like they next. Like A&R. And they t- the response was like, let us let us decide that right. and you just take your photos. Crazy. Mm. I'm like, right. that guy was fired actually a few years later. As he should have. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, when someone's not in your culture and they're trying to tell you about Dictate. your culture, nah, yeah, no. Good. That's why no, I'm winning. No uh, you can never come into my my culture and tell me just because you're 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 privileged financially that you're better than someone. Yeah, that you know the future. No, you don't. So can we circle back to what we originally started a conversation yeah, with sure. about uh, Twenty One Summers, King's <laughs> mm-hmm. Disease. Mm-hmm. Did you know that mention was going to happen? So, Were you just as surprised as I was when I first heard the album? Yeah. I was like, so, yeah! Like, so, so, you know, um, when Vado put me on a song with Killer Cam, shout mm-hmm. out to Cameron and Brick, Lowe's Hood, when Cameron put me on uh, 
uh, that, was bottle, they, that was on we, the collab album. Where we all up in here, that yes, song. Yes, yes, I'll never forget Funkmaster Flex yes. kept on dropping bombs mm. and saying, yo, shout out to Johnny Nunez. Yeah. You know, when someone puts you on a rap song, That's it. that means you made Solidified. it. I was just like, oh my God, I'm driving with my boys and, and I'm hearing... We all up in here. We all up in here. <laughs> That's my As joint now. Like, your name is in yeah. it. <laughs> and so, you know, Jay, Jay would always, like, big me up whenever I was shooting for Jay. Okay. But Jay was pulling up to uh, an all-star event with LeBron. Mm. And he said, as I pose for Johnny Nunez. Yes. And then yes. I started cracking up. Yes. So stopping that story right there, I was literally in my, my bedroom having a conversation with my wife about something and the phone rang. It was my brother, Jason, Jason from Tidal. Mm. And uh, Jason said, Johnny, oh my God, congratulations. And it was like 12 midnight. I'm like, what's going on? Because we just dropped the Nas album. You, <laughs> didn't you know what's going on? I'm like, no. He's like, and then he sent me the link and it was King's Disease, track number five, mm-hmm. um, 27 Summers. And I'm like, okay. And I'm listening to him. I'm like, Oh, is that, you know, Johnny Nunez got all the pictures. I'm like, oh, shoot. So me and my wife, we just looked dumbfounded, <laughs> like, oh, man. And the next, you know, t- text after text, Johnny Nunez, Everybody I just heard. crazy. Yeah, man. So Nas, Nas is such a beautiful person, as well as 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 well as Hove and, and all the other great artists that I work with. I've got some amazing, never-before-seen images that I took of the two of them together. Nice. But to answer your question, it, it, I'm still goose-bumped out, yeah. you know, Cause it's a dope record too. Yeah, I could die now knowing that. Yeah, like, and it's twenty-seven. I'm gonna ask you a funny question. Uh-huh. Do you think Nas gets the Grammy without mentioning your name? You know, it's so crazy, man. <laughs> uh, right? You don't. Amazing. You don't get the Grammy. You don't get the Grammy. You got a Grammy. You, you got, got a Grammy because it's the storytelling. Like yeah. that completed the story of that yeah, moment. Man. You were yeah. on Governor's Island yeah. at that moment when yeah, he said man. it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. So let's talk about Goldfield because I've been sipping on it. Um. I have the acai berry one here. I ain't opened mine yet, but it's um, blue. It's really good. Gummy beer. This is actually good. I've been sipping on it like the whole episode. So I'm happy, man. Well, um, this, is, this is the vibe. It's an energy drink. Well, number one, um, I want to just shout out you guys for letting me uh, promote a black-owned energy well, you know the vibes. Like we we have to, yes. especially in this climate that we're in. Like, if there's any opportunity that we can get to promote each other, so I mean, that's what Blue Dope is about. It's all about that. Giving the entrepreneurs platforms to promote and and success their success and their stories. So, well, it's only right. Well, thank you, Olivia. Um, you know, this is pretty much a drink that you know that hopefully inspires greatness. Like, what do you great at? What are you good at? You know, greatest of all times. Mm. You know, the the legendary mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, Jerry Rice, um, this is one of his productions, you know, with his family. Oh, wow. And, really? you know, I literally loved this drink from not just the packaging alone, but when I heard that it was, a, a, a you know, a young African-American couple uh, that are getting married soon, and the combination of mushrooms and and all these elements that are natural, you know, I was like, wow, man, this is something that I would like to work with, you know. Yeah. But I prayed on it first. Mm. I asked God to help me because I helped out another brand, and I don't even get into it. And that brand, you know, uh, is another nightmare story. But however, God, you know, I was on my I was on my social media, and I saw this come up, and then I clicked on it. 
And shout out to the Shade Room, by the way. Shade Room had a little video about this. Mm. When I found out it was black owned, I was like, I was need it. to meet yeah. these people. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes good. Because to see it's all people, I ain't just saying it. It's, it's, good. Good. it's really good. <laughs> just, just so you know, this just these are their new flavors that just came out. This is called watermelon uh, fruit punch. Uh what are you I, drinking? I, I got the gummy beer. Okay. It's, it's, oh. Yeah. And this one's called it's, Mango it's Passion fire. Fruit. <laughs> yeah. So I literally Fell in love with the brand. Fell in love with the family. Uh, it's got low carbs, great tasting. Anything all people put flavor in, it's gonna taste it's good. You know, it doesn't even taste dietary, or it's not. It even. doesn't. No. So it's no sugar in it. No sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So they gave me an opportunity to come on board, and I'm just very proud to be like an ambassador. Okay. Uh, uh, ha ha Davis. He yeah, also yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of other uh, celebrities that you'll see rocking this but the beauty of it is that you know just to know all these things are starting to happen first black female vice president you know what i'm saying yes. you got the trial just happened and that criminal officer has now been brought to justice yes. in the george floyd so I'm our guilty. people now are getting to some extent they're just dudes yeah. From winning Grammys and winning mm -hmm. Oscars that they should have deserved to got Decades to get, yeah. you know, we, you know, we got to keep fighting. You know, yeah. we got to keep working hard. So, Goat Fuel is something that embodies whatever you want in life. Go after, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, shout out to Goat Fuel. Shout out yeah. to Goat Fuel. Shout out to Goat Fuel. Thank you. I always man. say like. Uh, in terms of, because we always talk, have the, rep we've been having it for decades, the reparations conversation of, you know, we, we're deserving of money the mm -hmm. same way, you know, the Jewish community had reparations financially. We mm -hmm. black people should be getting it. We're not going to get it. We're not going to get it in, mm -hmm. in the monetary sense. I think but as I of think right now, mm -hmm. our reparations looks like what this is right now in terms of black people are the ones. We are the... We are in a position where, oh, the brands want to Black Lives Matter something. All right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's performative, but take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. we're, we're in a very performative time right now. Mm -hmm. Take advantage. You're black. Yeah, I'm blickety black, black, black. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of that. So mm -hmm. the money can come towards you mm -hmm. because everybody wants to support a black brand. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be down with the the sisters. Oh, the mm -hmm. blacker, the better. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to black owned. Okay, we're going to go there. Mm -hmm. That's how we get our reparations. So it's important for us to have, you know, Goat Fuel and all these other brands black owned mm -hmm. first and foremost. Because mm -hmm. that's our reparations right now. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the closest we're going to get to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. You yeah. know, and you know, uh, historically, you know, our people built the pyramids yeah. mm -hmm. on both sides from the Kushites, the Egyptians mm -hmm. that were the original Egyptians and the Hebrews that were the original mm -hmm. Hebrews. So Moses being black, as well as a lot of the other prophets, our people have always been there. Yeah. So, you know, whether you're Jewish Christian, Muslim, um, some of my best friends are Jewish and, and Muslim. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have our conversations, but there's a lot of good people in all these races that want to see, like they even know, like, yeah. you know what? It's I want to support you, right? your people, because, you know, everyone knows the world you know, was they built on the backs of, of yeah. all kinds of races, but our people 
I don't care what you say, we're the common denominator. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Something we 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 gave to society in the world, you know? So I just love when I see the harmony, the unification of all these races coming together for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And something I would like to say is that uh, in regards to Black Lives Matter, you see, you hear people say, well, you know, uh, this life matters and that life matters and da 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 da. And I, I was watching MSNBC with Ari Marlborough and the way actually that came out, actually it was Al Sharpton who said it with, with my girl Rachel Nosworthy. It was at the Trayvon, no, not, was it Trayvon Martin? Was the brother who got murdered in Florida? It was Trayvon Martin, right? Trayvon, yeah, yeah. With George After Lincoln. Trayvon Martin's yeah. funeral, I I don't know which relative it was, but they said, until Black Lives Matter, uh, not all lives matter. Yeah, right. So, in other words, if white lives matter, if Asian lives matter, if Latin lives We're matter, in the all. Black lives to has to all. matter yeah. as well. So, if one life. Well, one race's life doesn't matter, then you can't have then, all. Then, it's not all. Exactly, it's not all, and that's why right. Black right. Lives Matter is to be part of that spectrum. Yeah. So I just wanted to add the two cents. Yeah. So to, to to bring it full circle, I hope I wasn't talking crazy. No, just, you're uh, absolutely not talking crazy because I mean all of this is absolutely necessary in terms of conversation, in terms of like just where we're at in this society right now um but just to bring it full circle like johnny nunez we we now know the story of we now see you know your bouts with racism and and what you've dealt with and what you had to go through in terms of getting to where you are now Mm -hmm. and the way the world shifted with covid and the pandemic and now we're in this super digital space and Mm -hmm. we're in the space of you know extreme entrepreneurship with, you know, black people and us making sure that we're supporting each other. Mm. With all that being said, what's next for you? And and how has all of this that's transpired, especially last year, mm-hmm. inspired you to move forward? Well, Corona, uh, I was telling my, my brothers over here the, earlier, um, it, it allowed me to 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 actually focus on my family. Mm-hmm. For so many years, I was just running the streets, going to the Grammys, party, going to party, All-Star. Getting that shot. I was living a life of a party. So, to the grace of God, I stopped drinking alcohol. Mm. Not that I had a drinking problem, but you got Ducey's, yeah, Grand Lodge. It's, it's an excess. Ciroc, yeah. Grand appetizers and hors d'oeuvres yeah. everywhere. As a DJ, I, I, yeah, the same thing happens. I, I, I don't drink yeah. like that yeah. because it's just yeah. in excess when you go outside yeah. to these events. Like, yeah. it's, it's always, it's free. It's there. Yeah, yeah. So, what happened is um, it allowed me to say, you know what? I'm going to go cold turkey. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to drink but i will invest in in brands yes, yes. i'm not going to eat that much but i will invest in brands and so i used the power of my relationships to barter as currency and now i've facilitated so many partnerships from barbecue sauces and hot sauces wow. to tequila mm-hmm. and whiskeys and sparkling uh red wines to making certain individuals their own um, uh, uh, wines and 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 uh, champagnes in a can. Yeah. I mean, and now you know 
I've partnered with um, Kadar Massenberg, of course, mm-hmm. and he's bringing so many amazing opportunities to the table from possibilities with with all these platforms from Amazon and Netflix to Audibles and all these things that he's working on for me. But aside from that, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, all I want to do now is try to help other yes. individuals. Um, I don't care what race you are, what gender you are. If I could be a, a, a light in the dark, if I could be a, 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 a hand to, to pull you up, I had great people in my life, um, throughout my life, yeah, uh, yeah. help me. Um, and I, I want to, I want to mirror, uh, like my parents had adopted me. I want to be able to help anybody. Pay, um, it, forward. pay it forward. Yeah. Pay it yeah. forward. Yeah. So, you know, um, my son and daughters, uh, my son's god uncle, Noah Greenspan, uh, that's my brother. That's like, you know, my Jewish homie from another mother. He, he, he helped me out. Uh, so many times that, and shout out to my boy Ross Michaels, another Jewish brother. Um, these cats got their own life, but like me, they love helping people. So we've created our own little underground clique. And that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody listening, get some friends that, 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 that are, that are real and build a, 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 a buddy system. Yeah. If one of you guys are not sure of something, know that you could call on this person for expert advice. Yes. Why? Because my wife likes to say how you how you how you start is how you finish. Mm. Uh, get good people. Get people that ain't looking to know where's the next party at. I mean, we all like to party, but I'm saying get people that that are focused on what they're doing and want to support you. And, and and you want to support them. Right. Shout out to B.I., by the way, one of my new business partners. Um, I've met some people in my path, in my journey, that I just met. And we immediately clicked them. Next thing you know, we got paperwork partnership. That's it. Now we're going to start this brand and that brand. Shout out to Vaughn Smith, uh, your good brother. Yeah. We're about to launch a new uh, clothing line with, with amazing images of my my nice. history, nice. You know, it's Makes coming sense. out in a few weeks. Um, shout out to Token Air, you know, which 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 will be releasing some amazing NFTs, and uh, um, these are just blessings that came to me from God. But what I want to do is not only uh, capitalize on the moment, but teach and help other people. And my goal, with God's will, is when I got the bag and the bag is right, mm-hmm. I want to try to adopt. And nice. help other children. If I can't adopt you because my kids are already running my life, <laughs> I'm going to find a way to help you and foster, nourish your future, you know? Now, now um, you, you got a lot going on, Johnny. You, you are nowhere near finished. Yeah. But I, how can everyone follow you, support you? Where can everyone find you to stay in tune with everything you got going on? Man, um, you can check out my social media, mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm trying to get better with TikTok. Trying to get better with same. Um, <laughs> try, I'm trying to get better with Trilla uh, and Twitter. Okay. Uh, and, and, and is there even Snapchat still around? I it's mean, around. It's, it's yes, it's around. It's, it's around. It's, it's, if you it's have like a, if you have a, a community on Snapchat <laughs> that you engage with and stuff, like my daughter does, like it's mm-hmm. it's a thing. Still so. Good. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I just um, 
thank God for this opportunity to be on this earth. And if I could help anybody, you know, you could direct message me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I love helping people. I think, uh, I don't think I'll ever retire from, I don't think anybody should ever retire from helping other people. Mm. You know? Right. Mm. And uh, whatever can bring us together, regardless of your race or your religion, you know, help people, you know, and, and just because certain people may not like you, uh, like my wife says, you know, uh, you could attract more bees with honey. Yes. Mm. I've found some of my best friends that didn't like me, <laughs> hated my guts, <laughs> but, but it's all good I found now. an angle and now, hey, Johnny, is there anything I could do for you? You know? That's, yeah. But yo, each one, teach one, yeah. we all move forward. Yeah, man. Yo, Johnny, we appreciate you coming up to yes, the dope. Absolutely. Really yo, Thank you, insightful. Appreciate Thank you. You lived the life and you got a lot left, and oh, yeah, we're we gonna be watching, man. Are you guys gonna be editing this down a little bit? I hope edit some of it. <laughs> That's <laughs> up to the producer. Because you know what? Man. I feel like I probably said some things that like like made no sense because I'm talking and rambling. Oh no, nah, it made perfect sense to me, but it's okay. all pieced uh, together. Yeah. Can I give a few shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I want to give a shout out to of course. Mm -hmm. Goat fuel Goat energy fuel. drink. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Yabe Tequila, mm. my business partner, player, you amazing brother. I would like to give a shout out to Bi and to Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. Mm. I like to give another shout out to Johnny Marines and that amazing video game that he's got coming up uh, with DJ. Well, I'll just be quiet. I want to give <laughs> a shout out. Games. Yeah, okay. dope, dope. Love some video games. <laughs> I want to. I want to give a shout out to. Uh, to megahertz and to mm -hmm. music producer Producer's megahertz mm -hmm. and and uh, amora uh amazing barbecue and hot sauces we got coming out mm -hmm. and it's we also got whiskeys uh, yeah amazing whiskeys and and uh, we, we, we gonna have a blue dope johnny yeah. collab something's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> shout out to josh and uh to um uh mari sotomayor with mm. his amazing the wines. Uh, yeah, his amazing uh wine that's actually kosher. I met him down here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, cool with Alexis, so it's mm -hmm. like I, I learned about the wines yeah. through her. Shout out to Vaughn Smith mm -hmm. and to Tata and Hove and Good Brothers and to Neo. Mm. I'm excited about that collab. Mm. Shout out to Kadar Massenberg, who who definitely was a godsend to me. Uh, I was worrying about the future financially because of Corona and events had stopped, and he came through uh, like a like a knight in shining armor. And uh, if you look at my Instagram, I gave him a really awesome photo, a limited collection, a limited wow. uh, piece. Wow! A shout out to Barry Mullox and to Phil the Mayor who keep throwing these crazy parties in Miami, <laughs> Tampa. And, um, I pray, uh, shout out to, 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 to Noah, uh, Noah Greenspan, my brother. Shout out to Ross Michaels and Abby Smith. If you guys don't know who Abby Smith, better recognize. Right. Her name is actually Yeba. I'll take that back. Uh, oh, Yeba. Yeah. Oh, she's fire. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Park Ave management, man. She's yeah, my boy, amazing yeah, artist. Yeah, my boy oh. David and Ross told me about her. And like, yo, Johnny, you got to check out a new artist. That Johnny voice. know what's next all the time. Yeah. So. That but, voice. And that's another thing. You know, support the unknowns because mm -hmm. you never know. Be it. No, never that know, voice is man. killer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's fire. Yeah. And Marco Foster, too. If you like her, you like Marco Foster. Also managed by Park Ave management. Um... I pray that I'm not forgetting anybody. Uh, shout out to my family, my son, Jeremiah, and my daughter, Joya. Yeah. And uh, 
and my wife Angelique. Yeah. Fast shout everyone. Yeah. The, That's it. The Tooth Fairy, village. Santa Claus, Easter <laughs> yes. Island. Yo, Johnny, it's been little, baby. Love you. Appreciate you. Yo, shout out to Johnny for blessing us with his story history. I mean, the story of hip-hop is not what it is and would not be told accurately without the likes of Mr. Nunez. So, you know, we salute you, brother. My Trini brother. Y'all, I swear, y'all, I had no idea. Absolutely super appreciative and willing to share. I'm very grateful. What a story. We're definitely, definitely honored if Johnny would come back and sit down with us again. Look, we we'll had to lure him away from his busy schedule with some doubles and mafongo and some Polarian a little bit of everything. Stop. Now, that's another one for the history books. <laughs> yes, y'all. Yes. Uh, a little reminder. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash blue dope. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash B-L-U-E-D-O-P-E. We want to thank all of you for your support. Of course, we couldn't do this without you. Feedback is amazing and it's super helpful and we really appreciate each and every one of Look, you. Look, if you like what we do, and we know you do, follow the show on Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Every interaction moves us up the list and help us tremendously to boost the visibility of the show. I mean, introducing us to just a larger and larger audience and community of listeners. And I mean, you'll also be the first to know when a new episode is posted. So tell a friend to tell a friend each one teach one we all move forward follow us on instagram blue dope tv we're loving the feedback let us know what you think and what you want to hear from next email us at info at blue dope tv thanks for listening and until next time yo this that blue dope yo thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode of blue dope and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review to catch all the latest, you can follow the crew on Instagram at Blue Dope TV.